Hi, I'm Shay, and welcome to Kombucha and Color. Kombucha and Color is a weekly podcast hosted by me, Shay Dyer, a yoga teacher and creative graphic designer, and Anna Marsh, a functional medicine practitioner and women's health coach with a love of all things health and fitness. This podcast is here to inspire women to embrace health and live life bright. You can find more about me, Shay, at shaydyer.com. You can find out more about me, Anna, at annamarshnutrition.co.uk. And each week we will be bringing you inspiring content for a healthier and happier mind, body, heart, and soul. Ever since I was a child, I wanted to study the power that food can have on our health. When I started practicing as a nutritional therapist a decade ago, I realized that what is just as important is the relationship that we have with food. This is very often a mirror for the relationship we have with ourself. Through my own personal journey and health challenges, I was forced to dig deeper and understand things that go beyond just our physical bodies. I learned the importance of working with the whole person to create a balanced body, mind, heart, and soul. I'm now passionate about using my diverse toolbox to help women slow down, take better care of themselves, and ultimately cultivate a life which is a reflection of self-love. If you feel like this is speaking to you, I created a 43-page guide, Nine Steps to Love, Nourish, and Connect with Your Body, to create an energized life with a happy heart and soul. You can download it for free and join my Grounded Goddess community for even more inspiration by visiting groundedgoddess.co.uk forward slash nine, the number, hyphen steps. That's groundedgoddess.co.uk forward slash nine, the number, hyphen steps, S-T-E-P-S. I'm looking forward to seeing you in the community. Welcome everyone to another episode of Kombucha and Color. Shay and I are hanging out today and we wanted to talk about a, well actually this is Shay's idea, she wants to talk about the topic of life as a spiritual practice and one of my favorite quotes is a quote by Wayne Dyer which is that we are not human beings having a spiritual experience but we are spiritual beings having a human experience. So I just wanted to drop that in as we start the show. Oh, well, thank you for that wise words of wisdom from a wise dyer. And now to another dyer. <laughs> <laughs> from one wise dyer to another. Over to you, Shay. Exactly, exactly. So let me just follow in Wayne Dyer's footsteps. <laughs> but really what I wanted to speak about, at least for me at the moment, I've been feeling like there's a lot of flow in my life. And I feel like when I'm in this state within myself, that although life at the moment is very full, like I've got lots of stuff on the go and I've got lots of things that are happening and moving forward and shifting and um, expanding in my life, I don't feel a sense of rush and I don't feel a sense of stress or anxiety about it. I feel that everything is happening in exactly the right time and it's unfolding step by step exactly as it's meant to. And I feel that when you're in that state, then the more things that you see confirm that reality for you. So this is the the whole thing that we keep talking about this mindset piece is that when you have practices to cultivate mindset, when you have practices to cultivate your heart, when you have practices to bring yourself back into the body, 
then you can start to see these opportunities unfolding, unfolding, unfolding. So I wanted to share a little story that made me think about this podcast topic is that I've been having, it was Warren's birthday, should I start with? It was Warren's birthday on Tuesday, the 25th of February. And I was trying to think like, what could I do that would really be a special birthday for him and how could he celebrate and what would be really like, what would he really love? And probably about two weeks ago, we were just chatting and he was always saying to me, Shay, you need to get another tattoo. Come on, when are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? Going, going, going. I'm like, oh, you know, like I think it's something has to be really meaningful for me. It has to be really special. It has to be like something that I want. And like it's a, it's a, it's a thing that's forever. So I want it to be really like purposeful. And I was saying to him, I was like, you know what? It's actually because he, he is like tattoo mad. He loves him. And, it's, and I said to him, it's not necessarily I don't think about the actual tattoo for you. It's about what it represents for you. And for him, I would say that it represents this spontaneity. It represents totally being in the moment. Like you are so present with now. You're not thinking about anything in future years, anything. It's completely present moment. And it's also just about connecting to the sense of ownership of yourself. And this is my body and this is my choice. And it's, it's really, it's, it's stepping into that. And there's a lot of stuff that's wrapped around, you know, connecting to the sense of fun and playfulness and, you know, just a lot of that stuff that I think wraps and, and encompasses that for him. So anyway, I was thinking about this and we we're having this conversation and I was like, you know what Warren would really, really love for his birthday to celebrate turning 37 because obviously now he's, I think he's been feeling a little bit like, oh gosh, now I'm like closer to 40 and this is quite hectic now. I'm no longer in my 20s. I'm definitely no longer, you know, I'm definitely no longer in my 20s and I'm definitely moving out of my 30s. Like I think he's having a bit of a moment. And so I was like, well, how can you reconnect back to the sense of I'm still young, I'm still fun, I can still do things, you know, that, that element and that feeling inside himself. So I was like, let me see if I can book maybe some tattoos for us, like some matching tattoos. So I was like, okay, let me think about this. And I had already for his dinner, I had for his birthday dinner, I had booked a reservation at this place called Dance Lenoir, which is a restaurant that is completely in the dark. You are served by blind waiters or partially sighted waiters. Um, it's an experience that I had read about and heard about and a few friends had been on. And I was like, this sounds like a really interesting, unique experience and something that's very memorable. So I was like, let me book this as a surprise for Warren's birthday dinner. So I booked it for quarter past six on Tuesday evening, the one night of the week that I don't teach. And when I had this inspiration to maybe I can get us some tattoos, let me think. So on Sunday, the week, uh, the Sunday before his, his birthday, which is now kind of three or four days before. I was like, what, what possible symbol could it be? Like, I want something to represent something like connection to your intuition, connection to yourself, connection to your own truth, like being guided by something. But I was like, it's got to be something that's really special and something that obviously Warren, an, an image or something that Warren would enjoy. I had previously thought maybe I'll get a little heart or something for myself. Like, you know, something that's connecting to love or that state of being and completely like let it go and then I went to a workshop on Sunday afternoon and this this whole story for me is just so representative of things just showing up exactly at the right time exactly as it's meant to be and exactly 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 as it's unfolding and so I think that when we look at the microcosm of like these these small moments in our day it can represent the macroness of our lives if we tune in enough and so anyway, I walked to this workshop and as I was walking down the street to the place that in London I'd never been to, 
And on the, on the train ride, on the train ride to get to this workshop, I'd been thinking and Googling, like, are there any cool small, small tattoos that are, that images that would really resonate with me? And I was Googling, 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 can't find anything, can't find anything. Nothing's really resonating. And I was like, okay, well, if I can't find anything, I'm not going to do it. That's fine. So I walked to this workshop and I walked past the shop and I'm like, I have to go into the shop. Like something in me just like pulled me into the shop. And I was like, I actually cannot walk past the shop without going into it. So I walked in and then walked straight over to the shelf where these books were standing and this card deck was standing. And I picked up this card deck and as I turned it over, the words on this card deck said inner compass. And on this, on this front of this card deck with inner compass was this tiny little symbol of a circle with a line straight through it representing this inner compass. And I was like, this is, exact, this is exactly what I've been looking for. Like literally exactly what I've been looking for. And I was like, that is so weird. Like this, this, is, this is the image. This is it. So I was like, oh, okay, interesting. And anyway, I left the workshop and I went to my workshop. I left the workshop and I went to my workshop and then went back home. And I was like, okay, so now I've got this image. Like, now let me just see like I don't really know I've never like booked a tattoo or anything done like that but let me just see like what studio what tattoo studios are around this place where we're having dinner and um, I googled and found out that this place where we're having dinner that I'd already booked suddenly there's a tattoo studio that is like one of the most famous places in London that's literally seven minutes walk away from the place where we have already been where I've already booked to have dinner and I was like oh, that is so interesting. Like this is literally seven minutes walk between the two. And then I went onto the website and I was like, do I need to book an appointment? I don't know how these things work. Like, I'm not sure. And then I scrolled, scrolled, scrolled. And I was like, it says walk-ins welcome. So I was like, you know what? I'm actually just going to completely leave this. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And like, we had this really narrow window of time because Warren was finishing work and he would, could only get off work at probably about 4.30 and our reservation was at quarter past six and we still had to meet in this in Clerkenwell in the middle of London. So I was like, if it works, it works. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And so on Tuesday, we went, and I, this was a complete surprise, surprise to Warren. So we went, we met him at um, Clerkenwell uh, Station and we walked to this place and I was telling him, I was like, this is a story and this is how it's unfolded. And I was like, I have not booked anything. So if it works, it's going to work. If it doesn't, then it doesn't work. And he was like, so game for it. He was like the most excited I've ever seen him. He's <laughs> like, this is so exciting. This is so exciting. And um, which speaks to that feeling that we are cultivating in life and that sense of spontaneity and adventure and that kind of thing. And so anyway, we walked to this, this um, tattoo studio, this famous one in London. And we walked in and we were like, look, we don't have an appointment. And this is what I'm looking for. These just very simple symbols, very small little circle with a line through it. Are you able to do it? And the guy was like, yeah, certainly come right in. And so we had these matching tattoos. And so that is the story of how it just, it just worked out so beautifully and it was so aligned and everything just unfolded and so on Tuesday evening we randomly spontaneously got matching tattoos before we went out to dinner at this most awesome place where we were completely in the dark (laughs) (laughs) and that is a story that I wanted to share of just being so completely trusting and allowing and this process is what it's it's brought up for me is like there's this inspiration that comes and that was to me like a week ago or two weeks ago I was like oh this thought of like that would be a really cool thing for Warren to do and like this really like bonding thing between us and to celebrate his birthday and this whole thing 
And then I just completely allowed. I completely allowed. I was like, I'm not going to think too much about this. I'm not going to try and get anything. I'm just going to let go of stuff and just allow, allow, allow. And Michael Singer's book, his surrender experiment is a lot about this. It's like, once you get this inspiration, which comes not from you, but from something bigger or higher or anywhere that's not of your personal self. And then once that arrives, then you're in this just process of allowing. So this process of allowing, you allow, you allow, you allow, and you see what unfolds. And the, it's, it's honestly like it, it's been this most magical unfolding. And that's just one microcosm, like incident, isolated incident of what I've been experiencing over the last few months and the last few weeks. And that feeling of not having to rush, that feeling of things unfolding as they will, things being in the time that they are meant to, from small things to big things. Like, you know, when I set something to upload on my computer and it doesn't upload in the time that it's meant to because I wanted to upload now, I just, okay, fine. And I walk out and I leave and I go and do something else. And it's incredible to be in the state of allowing because it puts you in a state of flow in the universe. And it's been so profound and so powerful because it, it drops that element of rushing. It drops that element of stress. It drops that element of anxiety because your personal self is trying to push something and trying to get something and trying to achieve something in a certain way. And things that are coming up for me in terms of the retreats that I'm selling and the, and the, the membership site that I'm doing, it's just, People are coming to me at the time when it's right for them and the time when it's right for me. And it's just when I, when I can step back, take a few breaths and observe it all from a very outside looking in perspective, this is what I see has been happening, not just in this one isolated incident of this tattoo, but it's like over my whole life and over, especially this past year and especially this year before, it's like, it's really beautiful when you look at it from that lens. So that is what I wanted to speak about this podcast episode, this using your whole life and the events that unfold in your life as this ability and this opportunity to create spiritual practice from them through this place of allowing and through this place of introspection and through this place of looking at your life through kind of like an observation of your life rather than kind of being swept up in all of it. So I know that you've got some examples that you wanted to share around that topic. So yeah, that was my little story. Yeah, Shay's story is much more beautiful than my story. Um, <laughs> but I feel um, just to bring some balance to this as well is like I've, I've just really been enjoying listening to Shay tell me the story because she saved it for the podcast. We didn't, she didn't tell it to me beforehand. So it's been really like nice just to like listen to that. And I think from the perspective where I'm sitting at the moment, I'm hearing Shay tell the story and I'm just thinking, oh, I want to be Shay. <laughs> <laughs> Her, her life just flows and it's so like it's so beautiful and we all want that from time to time and I and there's so many little things that I've been pinging in my head as I've been listening to you because I'm in a place at the moment where I don't necessarily feel like things are flowing but that can also be due to the some of the attachments that I have and that's what I've been working on at the moment there's been a lot of challenges in my life over the past year, you know, in the areas of my business and being unwell and how being unwell affected my business, how being unwell has affected my relationships. And I was just saying to Shay before we started the call, it feels like if we think of the three areas we've talked about in which we grow, it's health, wealth, and relationships. It feels like I'm being hit from all sides with challenges in all of them. So how do we, 
find this place of flow when it feels like that I think that that feels like you're just drowning in everything that's that's been going on and this is something that I've really had to dig my heels in and, and think about recently and starting to acknowledge some of the attachments that I have to how I think that things should be certain ways in terms of like how you know with my business I set certain goals, I run programs, I have num- you know, people who, you know, number of spaces in those programs, and I think that those spaces should be filled. And I have retreats that I run as well, and I have a number of people who, who can come on the retreat, and I think those spaces need to be filled, and they need to be filled by this date or that date. And then when things aren't happening in the exact time that my ego decided that it should happen, then that can bring through a lot of negative emotion. Or I've had... Um, actually some really amazing days in terms of my health and well-being recently. But when you've had a really great day and then the next day you don't feel so good, it can start to bring in that negative little voice, that voice of self-doubt again, and just be like, when are you ever going to get better? You're not well enough yet. This is not happening fast enough. And there's like a huge amount of um, impatience which is involved. And so What's really come through to me as I've listened to your story is, and also just from the work that I've been doing the past few weeks on my mindset is this ability to let go of the expectations because that, that urgency, that impatience, things need to look this specific way that all really comes from the ego. It comes from the mind and part of the growth and part of the spiritual practice is having that openness and trust, as you say, to allow and to allow things to happen in their own time, trusting that they will happen for the greater good. So if I don't fill all my my retreat places or I don't fill all my places for my group program, but there will still be a flow of finances. There will still be a flow of business. It just might look like how I decided that it should. And when you open yourself up to the possibility that things will happen as they should, and it might not look exactly as you've defined, but you trust that you'll get what you need, you actually do then become more receptive to see those little things, to, to hear that call, you know, to go into the shop, to notice the symbol, to you start to realize that there are synchronicities, but sometimes we're just blinded by our own ego and by our own mind. So this is what I've been speaking to in the past couple of episodes in my personal experience of letting go of the personal self. And the personal self is the personality's wants and desires, the ego's wants and desires. And that has 100% been my journey. Like, and, it, and a lot of that is to do with the very tangible needs. So it's the finances, it's the safety, it's the security, it's all of those basic needs, which is what the ego loves to attach to. So as exactly that point is like that, like the voyage, the soul that I'm running, like I'm running it regardless, like I'm running it regardless. My personal self has stepped out of the need of, it has to be filled by certain people. It has to earn this much money. It has to do all these things. It has to have all these expectations met. I have truly like completely let go of that. I'm doing it regardless and I'm serving the people who are coming there. And that is all. And like, I think when you can step into that place, like, the expectations is the thing that creates the stress for us. The expectations are the things that can rattle us. And when you can drop that, which is, it's the hard part because that's, as you say, it's like the ego and we're so attached to so many of those things because we want it to be a certain way, because we feel like we need to have quote unquote control over our lives. 
but yeah, it is dropping into a place of allowing and it is dropping into a place of if something moves out. And as you were talking about this flow state and, and, you know, it may not look and feel like the same way that you are expecting, which is that expectation piece. If I speak to that a little while ago, I've been seeing a, a private client for probably now three years a little girl that I see in Earlsfield and I've just loved working with her like over so many years, but she's reached a stage and I could kind of feel this like she's, we've reached a stage in our kind of private sessions where I feel she's got enough confidence within herself. She's, she's developed enough resiliency. She's, she's got all these tools to take her into her teenage years that I felt like our journey had kind of come to a natural close. And obviously this is like really nice income for me and it's a stable, steady and private client, which is a beautiful uh, child that I've been seeing. And when the mom messaged and said, look, we no longer, it's been so like such a hard decision for us, but you know, we've now got to focus on schoolwork and there's, there's so many other added pressures in now with just timetabling. And it's just, I don't think we can continue, but it's like a very heavy heart that we have to part ways. And I was like, hundred percent like there was there was a small ego in me that's going oh this is sad but only because of I want to maintain connection with her and I was like but well, we can still maintain connection that's what I reassured the the mom and, and to her like we'll still maintain this open connection but with absolute like peace and allowing I completely said you know I bless you on your way like it's been so wonderful to have these three years or however long together and literally in that space I have in the interim had another parent who I see their kid privately for yoga. And she said to me, look, we wanted to run a kid's learning group. And I have a background in a PGCE, which is a postgraduate certificate in education. So I'm a qualified um, junior school teacher. And I've already been teaching her kid yoga. And she obviously sees how I interact with the kids. And I'm, a, I'm very good at teaching kids in that age and just make it interactive and fun. And she said to me, look, there's three little kids that want to, that are wanting this kind of learning group. Would I be interested in doing this learning group? And I thought about it and had to think about it. And I was like, actually, I've, this is something that does feel like a yes in my heart and a yes in my body. And that was going to happen on a Friday or it is happening on a Friday. And I needed at least one hour and a half to prepare for this group on a Friday because obviously there's learning materials and there's how I'm going to teach it and how I'm going to introduce concepts and things. And the time when I was seeing that previous client was on a Thursday afternoon. And I was like, that space in my calendar has now been completely freed up. And I'm getting income from this learning group on Friday to pay for that prep work time that I'm doing on that Thursday afternoon. So I've been put in a situation that is three times better than what I was previously, but because I had that space to allow it, because I had that space to completely surrender and be like, I'm allowing this flow to happen. I'm allowing this to be here, even though in the moment it might feel like, oh, I'm losing something. Can I let that with open arms be moving through me? And then what else is coming? And that's that kind of this flow state that we talk about because when we hold on to something, when we connect or try to attach or try to grasp it with very closed fist, it puts blockages in the heart, it puts blockages in the body with this really contracted feeling. But when we can loosen our grip, and that's when we can feel this kind of flow, this allowing through the system to see what else comes, to see what else arrives without expectation for anything. Because as soon as we have the expectation, then we put blockages up in the way, you know, left and right. And interesting concept is what I've been registering in terms of my intuition work that I've been doing in these different courses that I've been, been going on is that expectation blocks the experience. 
And when you can think about that, like if you go to something or you go to a yoga practice or a yoga class and you have this expectation of having the most life-changing thing or having this like really massive shift, like that can really block your experience because you are suddenly putting the mind in front of the body and you're putting the mind in front of the experience because that expectation comes from the level of the mind. So that's also something that I've been really like settling into in a really grounded space. So if that resonates for you, see where in your life you are creating expectations for yourself. What are those expectations and what are the needs that come underneath those expectations and how can you unlayer that a little bit for yourself, whether it's through journaling or some kind of creative practice or through the body or somewhere. The two words that are coming through to me is, as I'm listening to you talk is this idea of being able to let go and being able to trust. And I think those are very easy words to say and much more difficult things to do if you haven't got practices which help you to condition this way of being. And, and we talk about the connection to the body all the time. It feels like it comes up every single episode, but that's because it's so important. And I definitely know that when I'm in a yoga class or doing connect, what I would call connection practices and I'm not in a state of stress or I'm alleviating a state of stress, I can very much more easily slip back into the, the ability to let go, the ability to trust. And so I think this is where having those practices that help you to connect to self because that's associated with the root chakra. Your physical self is associated with the root chakra, which is also our center of trust as well as self-worth. Then that does enable us to surrender a little bit more to the flow of life but practically, you can be lying on your yoga mat after an amazing class and feeling all trusting and surrendering. Then how do you take that into your everyday life? And so little small steps that I've actually started doing is um, because I'm a naturally very impatient person, one of the ways that you can practice this is um, if you drive a car, like when you're driving your car. So I live in Bournemouth and we've got loads of grannies <laughs> who drive so slowly um, around town. And, you know, I can be driving home from a yoga class completely chilled out and there can be traffic and grannies going, you know, 50 miles an hour and just be like, okay, you know, I'm just driving. We'll just drive and you know, send love to all the people in the cars. Or I can be in a rush to get somewhere and, you know, or just not even be in a rush to get somewhere, but have been rushing at home or been busy at home and then take that energy into the car with me as I go out to the shops or to get to yoga or whatever it may be. And then start to notice myself like getting very, very impatient. And so that's always a little a little sign like when you're driving how are you responding to what's happening on the road and if you're feeling like impatient or getting angry with other drivers it's a reflection of your internal state your internal way of being so it's a really nice way in which I check in with myself now and I notice the quality of who I am when I'm driving a car and then see if I can just like slip back into this I'm gonna get there in time like it will be okay you know I'm in the car there's nothing I can do just let let the traffic flow as it's supposed to flow so that's an opportunity and then another thing is also if you go to the grocery store or supermarket or post office or something where there's a queue 
And there can almost be this like, you know, you see people like huffing and puffing and getting impatient, but you can just retrain that surrendering, that letting go when you're in a queue and just use it as an opportunity to take a breath, to ground your feet. And then just to like bless all the people in the queue, you can beam love at them through your third eye. And, you know, these are the things that matter. If we think about, you know, um, using life as a spiritual practice. It's actually not about when you show up in your yoga mat and how long you can sit in seated meditation. It's how you show up in the rest of your life and how that carries over to, to your life as a whole. Each week we get incredible feedback about our episodes of Kombucha and Color. We know our show is touching, inspiring, and helping hundreds of women, and we would like to reach even more. Can you help? You can help other women find the inspiration that you have found if you head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. If you screenshot your review and share it on Instagram stories or your Instagram feed tagging myself, Anna, Shay, or Kombucha and Color, we'll send you a wonderful, restful yoga nidra practice to download so you can find some peace and calm in your day or a better night's sleep at night. Additionally, everyone who enters and leaves a review and shares it on Instagram will be put into a lucky prize draw to win a copy of my Beat the Bloat guide and Shay's yoga guide. You can love your body from the inside out with 174 pages, including over 100 pages of recipes, which walk you through my 28-day digestive reset process. This is perfect if you want to reset your body, address any unwanted health symptoms, or support your skin, hormones, energy, and digestion. Shay's 173-page yoga guide includes 116 pages of detailed pose analysis. It will give you all the tools you need to teach yourself yoga so you can sequence, practice, and flow safely in your very own home. Remember, all you need to do is go to iTunes, leave a five-star review, screenshot the review, and share it on Instagram stories or your Instagram feed tagging myself, Anna underscore Marsh underscore Nutrition, Shay at Indie Yoga Life, or Kombucha and Color, Kombucha underscore and underscore Color. Head on over and do that right now before you forget, and then your yoga nidra practice will be on its way. So two things that I want to speak on of what you're saying is, I think it's so important, and I love those real life examples of the, you know, standing at the queue or being in the car. I think it's really important not to just quickly bring yourself back to peace and love, but to acknowledge like, I am impatient here in this moment. And I think that's so vital. I am angry in this moment, like in traffic, because as soon as we start to not or push those emotions down, the impatience or the anger and push them down, they repress somewhere. And so we need to actually acknowledge like, I am fucking angry in this moment and I'm allowing it. And when, and when those two sit side by side, there's more congruence in how we are feeling because we allowing this other part of ourselves to also have space, to also be seen so that it can move through as, you know, when we, if we see behind ourselves a car, it's like someone's hooting at us from behind and whatever's happening and we're feeling like, oh, angry rush. I'm angry right now in this moment. 
and I'm allowing it. Those two parts, like that and is really important rather than just like I'm peaceful and I'm allowing this and I'm letting it go. But I'm also angry as well. So let those two sit side by side. And then that quality of that anger and that quality of the, the impatience starts to change in quality. And that's when you, again, as you mentioned, like such a beautiful practice to notice the quality of, of how we are, we are being in that, in that state or in when we're standing in the, in the, in the grocery line. But then also this piece on trust is like, that's a huge piece. And for me, like what I've realized in this work that I've been doing lately is how long it takes for me to trust and just trust, you know, new people, trust situations, trust the world. Like it takes a long time for me to cultivate that sense of trust within the people and the circumstances that are around me. But something that's a really useful practice, if you want to get more into the state of trust is that maybe take your journal and reflect on, you know, trust is built over time. So if you take those practices where, or take those events in your life where, something didn't work out and then maybe something else came and make a note of that in a journal. Like I didn't get this opportunity and then something else came. And that's like one little piece of evidence to show you that trust exists from something that's bigger. And then you think about the next event or some kind of situation where perhaps things, your expectations from the personal self were not met, but then what came from it or what, what happened afterwards. And then that's another little piece of evidence that you can really write down that can start to build and layer on the sense of trust. And then eventually over time, as you look back or reflect, or as you reflect on your life currently, there's, there can be this layering and layering of trust and trust and trust. And eventually you fill up a page or a journal or whatever it is with these, these moments or these synchronicities or these elements where you have started to cultivate the sense of trust with something else or trust in this flow of life or trust in things as they are moving forward for you. And it may not look or feel like the things that you want in the moment, but what is it leading to you and where is it going? So that's, that's also such a beautiful practice. I love that. I haven't heard of that one before, but Mm. it makes total sense. I think you Mm. can do that almost unconsciously sometimes or on reflection but actually having like a practice that's dedicated to that is a really good idea Mm, mm. so lots of yeah these lots of generating I'm, I'm busy doing this abundance um meditation thing I'm, people might have heard about it on whatsapp with deepak chopra and there's been so many like beautiful like alternative practices and creative practices as well which is again this for me this flow of creativity is exactly how i described in the beginning it's like this inspiration and then it's the allowing the allowing the allowing the allowing to see what manifests and you think about the chakra system it's like inspiration comes through the highest chakra which is like the crown which is where you're connected to something that's higher and then it's got to move down the system down towards the feet down towards the pelvic floor down towards the root where it's made into something tangible so it's that flow that has to happen energetically in order for us to create lives that we really want that feel that they are balanced that feel that they are in harmony with the people Mm. around us and what we want in the book Eastern Body Western Mind with um by Anadea Judith she talks about that downward flow and she calls it the manifesting current and then she also says there's an upward flow which is the liberating current and that is that is the letting go piece letting go of the old what doesn't serve to to create space for the new so I love that well anything else you want to add to this episode no i mean i just think that you know, it's, it's a practice and, and, and that's why they call yoga a practice, right? Is that 
you can't just write down one little journal exercise one day and expect your life to change. But what you want to do is take small actions consistently and, and layer them on because these things build over time and they gain momentum over time and your beliefs and your thinking and your attitude shift. But it is a physical practice or not a physical practice, but a consistent practice that is required and, and it takes layering and you have to have connection to self and you have to have the self-awareness and the, the will to make it work for you. So interesting on, um, on my move, breathe, create platform this season, we're doing habits and I've been speaking to Warren about exercising in particular. And like, he has been so good in the past while about getting his exercise done. And he's like, sometimes he'll wake up and it's not, he doesn't have this super, super hectic intense session, but he's created now this habit, this ritual of whether he gets up and does a little bit of stretching or he gets up and he does an intense workout. He's cultivating and creating that habit for himself. So when you have habits and perhaps like it might be a daily doodle habit or it might be a daily journaling habit or it might be a daily meditation habit. Like it doesn't matter about the quality of it every day, but it matters about the consistency of it every day. Because some days, as we know, like life is continuously going to be in like a wave. It's going to sometimes be crashing and it's going to sometimes be receding. Like we are in this constant flux of how we feel and how we move through life and there's different seasons for us but when we can cultivate those things that are consistent that stay the same then that gives us stability when life is a little bit more overwhelming when life Mm -hmm. is a little bit more turbulent or the waves are a little bit more rocky like we've got those things that ground us that bring us back to ourselves through cultivating those habits and Gretchen Rubin's got really interesting work on habits and 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 putting those practices down in a way that feels really good for you yeah. And um, when we build habits, it, t- it takes a huge amount of energy to build a habit. But once you've formed a habit, it doesn't take any energy at all. Mm-hmm. So that's what you're saying is that when, then when life does have those challenging points, then if you already have these practices that are embedded and don't take energy, then you have that energy to direct towards you know the, the challenges that come up in life. Mm, exactly. Exactly. Well, I hope it's been an interesting episode for you guys to listen to and hopefully you've taken away some little nuggets of wisdom and inspiration and have got some little clues as to look at your life, your everyday moments, your everyday movements and how you're interacting with not just the people in your yoga space or the people in your meditation or how you are feeling in your body when you sit in meditation, but really how you're moving through life when you get on the bus, when you go to the grocery store, when you see the postman, all these different ways that give us opportunity to grow and to evolve into ourselves. Yeah, beautiful. We'll see you all again next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Kombucha and Color. If you have enjoyed or been inspired by our conversations today, please leave a five-star review on Stitcher or iTunes. Don't forget to share with friends and family. This will help other women find inspiration to live life bright. We'd love to connect with you on social media. Come find me, Shay, by searching Shay Dyer Yoga on Facebook or Instagram. You can find me, Anna, by searching Anna Marsh on Facebook or Instagram. And remember, you can always refer to the links in the show notes. See you next week. Last year, I dropped deeper and deeper into my purpose of helping women shed unhelpful layers, turn inwards and take ownership of their lives in order to access their fullest, most vibrant potential. In this time, I have been creating an immersion that offers exactly that. 
through a completely unique blend of tools, skills, and practices from yoga, breathwork, and the body to self-inquiry, emotional process work, and intuitive and creative art-based explorations so that understanding and spiritual growth is deeply integrated through a variety of modalities and is fully embodied. I'd love to invite you to the first ever Voyage to the Soul four-day immersion taking place in Norfolk, UK from the 24th to the 27th of April 2020. If you'd like further info on this immersion and how you can join us, please contact me, Shay, through the contact page on shaydaya.com, linked in the show notes. Hope you enjoy the show.